Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the December 12th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Get ready to go over some season-long stuff. We saw some rotation change, and we saw some new players coming, almost literally, not literally, out of nowhere. They existed. Uh, so we'll talk about that. And with me to do so is Dr. A, Steve Alexander. What's up, man? How was your weekend? Uh, it was kind of crazy, man. Huh. Uh, I coached my kids' basketball game on Saturday morning. We lost. We all got in the car and drove, like, I don't know, eight, eight or so hours to Orlando, uh, went and had dinner, went to bed, got up on Sunday morning and went to Universal and Island Adventure, whatever, the, the two yeah. parks, hit those all day yesterday, got in the car at like six, drove all the way back straight from the park, got home at like two o'clock this morning. So I didn't really see a lot of NBA action this weekend. Yeah. And there's, I'm a little tired. Yeah. There's a couple guys that really, um, Came one came like I said close to out of nowhere. So let's actually tip let's tip off with that, um, and we'll get to the 76ers and all those guys a little bit later. Uh, I want to talk some Chuck Diallo. Uh, this guy played seven minutes before Saturday, but with Anthony Davis resting, they let him go. Uh, he blew up for 19 and 10. He was phenomenal. A lot of post up stuff, a lot of off the dribble stuff. This guy barely played at Kansas last year. He was a top recruit coming out of high school. But Self didn't play him, and he was one of the most impressive guys at Summer League for me. Like, him and Pascal Siakam are very much kind of four, run the floor really, really well. Their defense has been pretty solid. Um, yeah, and we just saw him go off against the Clippers' front court. So, I mean, there's also a rumor that popped up today from Asherod Brakely of CSN in Boston um, saying that they're looking to shop Omer Ashik. So... That's interesting, and that's probably because of what Czech Diallo did. So, I mean, this isn't really relevant for most owners. He, and then with AD back in the lineup, he played nine minutes in a close game against the, uh, the Suns. So he's on the board. Obviously, he'd have to be in like a 20-team. He'd be a stash. We don't even know if he's going to be in the rotation. So I just wanted to touch on him. Anything you want to add on him that, that I didn't mention on Czech? Yeah. Well, for all the people that are not psychotic and are right now scratching their heads, who did you say? What? Who does he play for? Yeah. This, it's Chick, Chick Diallo, and he plays for New Orleans, and he's what, a power forward? Power forward slash center. He played um, mostly power forward at Summer League. He played a little bit of both on Saturday. Um, but yeah, like I said, he was he looked awesome, man. And they were successful, too, against the Suns. The Pelicans' second unit kicked butt last night. I wonder what his ownership was in FanDuel. Uh, probably, I, I would think zero. I mean, he almost hit value, though. Like he, had, he had four points, four boards. And then on Saturday night, no, I had, he was off the radar completely because everyone thought Anthony Davis was going to play, which burned, my, burned me hard because uh, I, I had a killer lineup going um, with all, every guy I had hit. But the no Davis thing, I still almost cashed uh, in a tournament. But, uh, yeah, that was brutal. But, yeah, like I said, he's... He's, intrig- he's intriguing, man. Like, in a 20-team, I'd stash him and see what happens. Well, there you go. Yeah. Sounds All right, so like like I said, I wanted to hit on Tim Frazier, too. He freaking went off last night. Triple-double, five steals, one block, 38 minutes. Uh, Buddy Heald, who played well on Saturday, did not do did not do the same the other night. 
Uh, and then obviously Drew Holiday playing freaking 40 minutes uh, in an overtime game. So uh, where do you, we were we were really cooling on Frazier, I want to say about a week ago. Like we When Drew first came back, we were like, oh, okay, he can still do it. And then it started to die down a little bit. They wanted to play healed. They're obviously not very good. Uh, Reggie Williams saw it's 20 minutes last night as well. He played awesome, actually. Uh, 17 points and four threes. So where are we at with Frazier? Um, with, with like a pickup? I mean, is he a hold? Is he someone you see trending up? Do you think last night was a fluke? What are your thoughts on that one? Well, he's had back-to-back good games. Yeah, well, Drew was out, uh, Drew was out Saturday, so that's kind of why he had that phenomenal game on Saturday. And he came out of nowhere yesterday, 38 yeah. minutes. You know, last Monday he played 39 minutes and had and he had eight points and nine assists. Game before that he had zero points and one assist. Yeah. So I did, only played 16 minutes. So I mean, he's kind of all over the place right now. I to me uh, Sunday was more fluky. Like I'm not I'm not running out and picking up Tim Frazier, uh, but I think that he now has to be on your radar to see what he does. For sure. Next. And one thing I do want to add is Tyreek Evans is getting close. So he obviously didn't play this weekend on the road trip, but there was talk of him coming back. Uh, the Pelicans TV report said that he was, his knee's not the issue. It's been that little calf strain on the other leg, by the way. So from what I'm hearing is he's going to have about a 15-minute limit for a long time. Um, maybe like a month, maybe five weeks. I mean, they're obviously not going to rush this guy. So his minutes are going to come from someone. It's going to come from Drew. It's going to come from Buddy Heald, who may get bumped out entirely. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I'll start first. I don't care. I don't care about Tyreek Evans, man. He's just going to get hurt again. <laughs> um, so, like I said, that makes me a little bit more lukewarm on Frazier. Uh, and then, obviously, uh, Langston Galloway would be affected here, too. So pretty much just neutralizes all these guys coming back. Yeah, I agree. I mean... If Tyreek Evans is going to play 15 minutes a night, even if he doesn't get hurt, I mean, that's, let's say that's from December 20th to January 20th, you're going to have a guy that you really can't even put in your lineup taking up a roster spot. So, and like you said, he's probably going to get hurt again. Uh, I mean, we're we're pretty deep into the season for him trying to be coming back right now. And, uh, I, I, yeah, I get a lot of questions about should I hold Tyreek Evans? It's time to pick him up, and I mean, I get the excitement, but I, I'm not feeling it. Yeah, same here. <laughs> um, I mean, the Pelicans are not good. They have like a four percent chance to make the playoffs, or something like that, uh, according to five thirty-eight. They have uh, a four percent chance of making the playoffs and a ninety-nine percent chance of shutting everyone who's good down at some point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's why I like check Diallo so much. And then also, if you get a chance, um, I wrote the most pun-filled blurb in probably Roto World history on check. I made like all these little check, like check cashing, check check direct deposited buckets. Like I just made like ten pun, ten puns in a blurb. Friday screw, screwing around on Saturday. All right, anything else you want to add, Pelicans wise? Obviously, Solomon Hill lost some minutes. Uh, and then, like I said, man, I, I'm uh, Terrence Jones also has been consistent. We could touch on him really quick. Uh, his minutes had been solid. He had a pretty good game on Saturday. He had that one 19-point game against Philly. Um, but besides that, he's getting consistent runs. So if you, I think he should be worth owning. So if you have him, are you, let's say you're in a shallow league, are, is he someone you're going to cling to and give him some leash? Or if you know a hot pickup emerges, would you would you swap out TJ for someone? Or how how are you feeling about Terrence Jones going forward? Um, I'm holding him where I can. 
if I can, if I've got somebody I really need to pick up, let's say I, I've got too many forwards and I need a guard. If he's my worst forward, I'm going to cut him and, yeah. and pick up, pick up a guard. Um, and, and based on my teams, Terrence Jones is usually my worst forward. <laughs> so he's probably I, like I've got him in some leagues. I think I cut him in the league today because I had to make a move. Uh, but you know, if I can hang on to a, hang on to him, I am. Because something else that we should probably, it's time to start talking about is um, at, what's your what's your target date for selling Anthony Davis? Because that guy comes with an expiration date. Yeah. And, and right now he's playing too well and he's been healthy enough. It's like, I don't want to trade him right now. But if you talk to me on January 20th, uh, I may feel differently. Like, do you have a date in mind that you're looking to get rid of Davis? December twelfth, twenty sixteen. Yeah, I like like you said, he's at peak value right now. So if you could trade him for like a Durant or a Harden or even I would almost say CP three with how well CP three is like CP three and Davis, you could probably get a little more out of that. But for me, I think that Davis and CP three are right in the same tier. So, but like you said, before we start, like him sitting out on on Saturday with no no notice, I hate that. And like that, he's he's gonna do it again. I mean, the more and more games they lose, why would they risk Davis, who's had surgery over in the off season? This guy's always hurt. He's hurt almost his entire body. Um, he goes to the locker room almost every game now. He went to the locker room twice last week, um, and only what three games. Like the risk is so crazy, and for a guy who's again, he's in the top tier of, of players. So, and actually, I had a question a couple weeks ago. Uh, who I'd prefer to own, Giannis or AD? And I said Giannis. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, like I said, like my date, my, your date is two thousand or uh, <laughs> December twelfth. Mine's probably more like January twentieth. Yeah. Uh, like where I have Davis, I'm not really looking to move him right now. Yeah. Because, but you know, we saw Alvin Gentry that game. He hurt his knee against the Hawks. He went he went to the locker room. He was out of the game. And then he played almost the whole second half in a blowout. And if Gentry's going to do that, I mean, I, I I don't know what Gentry's going to do. Yeah. And maybe yeah. Gentry still thinks his team can climb back and make the playoffs. I don't think they can. Yeah, I don't think um, so either. Would, so would you rather have Giannis or AD? Yeah, I'd rather have Giannis. Um, I'd rather have Giannis. I'd rather have Westbrook. I'd rather have Harden. I'd rather have Durant. I'd rather have maybe your boy Chris Paul. Like all those guys. I think um, selling high on, on AD, you could make a, a whole new fantasy game just based on that premise. Yeah, we could do a whole podcast. We spent probably, what, like five minutes talking about it now um, through the AD podcast. All right, so let's move on to another elite big man in the process. Three games for the 76ers, no back-to-backs. Uh, I think they have another couple weeks without back to back so we're going to get a lot of the process and new factor here we saw Nerwin's Noel get minutes last night uh he is back he got hurt he sprained his ankle he was on pace for I'll say about 24 minutes pretty much a split with Jaleel Okafor the two did not share the court at all that's really the big mystery is where are they going to play this guy uh, they have Ursan Ilyasova. Brett Brown does not like playing two bigs together like that with the way they want to play up tempo. And, man, Noel can't space the floor. Neither can Okafor. So, it, but the process can, though. The process can, can shoot some threes. Um, really one of the best three-point shooters in the league, percentage-wise. 
So, well, how do you, how do you feel about Noel? Like, where does he fit in? Does he need a trade to save him? Like, if you have Noel, and I think he's worth picking up just to see what happens because he has a nice upside. But like, are you excited for Noel being back or what? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Um, now, the one thing about Noel that's interesting, since he's hurt, uh, Embiid is still really not fully healthy, and. Uh, Nerland's no, or Jaleel uh, Okafor is not really healthy all the time. Yeah. Maybe if they just play one of those guys every third game. Yeah, that's a good strategy. Like if they just did that, then uh, none of them would have any value because you could never count on any. I mean, you know, one game a week for each guy, but huh. um, like that would be the ideal strategy for Philly to, to implement. I think and just get all of them healthy. But, uh, you know, Embiid's the guy I want to own. Um, I'll use Okafor when he's not playing. Noel is going to be like the the odd man out of that situation when those guys are healthy. And then you add in the rookie when he plays, if he plays. Um, you know, he's going to play point guard, but he's really a power forward body. So that doesn't help either, Simmons. Uh, so I, I'm just not too excited about Noel. I'm, I'm with you. Uh, I'd be fine with picking him up and holding him to see what happens, but I'm not expecting any miracles. Yeah, and it was interesting to see them rest Joel um, with um, not back-to-back. And it's like I said, they only have one back-to-back set, and that's December 29th, 30th, until the 13th of January. So that's the only one back-to-back in there. So, yeah. But, but I think they still have a total of nine left in the season. Yeah, they get a lot more later. So, but but by these, and then a popular question too: Are they ever going to drop this this DMP rest kind of a thing with him, or what are your thoughts on that? Dude, I kind of feel like he's going to miss fifteen to twenty more games. Jeez, that's a lot. It is a lot, but I mean, he's he's elbow, and they 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 they're not, they like they rest him at a moment's notice. Like it doesn't take much yeah. for them to rest that guy. Their record is not good. They're not going to make the playoffs. They want him ready to go next year. Um, and I, you know, I, I kind of feel like they're going to keep him out of back-to-backs all year because of Greg Oden. Like they just don't want to be the next owner of Greg Oden. You know, <laughs> I just think they're being super cautious with him. I think they're going to continue to be super cautious with him. Um, I own Joel Embiid in, in a league or two, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang on to him. But I'm gonna, I'm prepared in my mind for him to miss one game yeah. a week, pretty much. Oh man, I'm processless in all my all my leagues. Um, but yeah, DFS, we, we love that guy. Um, so yeah, other than that, we saw Sergio Rodriguez not play for an illness. Jared Bayless has still been out, even though, even though that PRP hasn't really helped him get on the court quickly. Uh, and then we saw TJ McConnell go off uh, against the Pistons, almost triple-doubled, 12-10, 9-dimes, 3 steals, 6-9 shooting. He was great. Um, and then we saw some point guard sauce that helped him out a little bit. And then we saw Timothy Luwawu Cabaret, which actually I'm I'm wearing my uh, I have a Luwawu shirt. Uh, I'm proud to say it's a it's a it's a Wawa logo like the 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 quick stop kind of this place. Um, West Coast people probably don't know what a Wawa is, but uh, yeah, it has it says Luwawu with like the Wawa logo. Anyways, <laughs> so yeah, I'd like, to, I'd like to pick TJ McConnell up, but uh, yeah, when Sergio's when Sergio's. Good, good to go. It, you know, it's a timeshare at best. Which yeah. Make it tough for both of them. What are your thoughts on Sergio? Do you see him as like a short-term guy? Are we ever going to see Bayless back? Does he get surgery? 
Like, I'm not too excited about Sergio. I think he's worth owning now, but he's not someone... Like, if someone offered me a trade for something that I could use, I would pretty much not even think about it and just take it. Yeah, I, I feel the same way because, as we saw last night, TJ, who has not been very good all season, blew up last night. He can play if, if Sergio's not there. Mm-hmm. And uh, as far as Bayless, you know, I was kind of fired up about him before the season started, yeah. but it's just not, it's not working out. Yeah, not um, at all. That whole point guard situation is kind of a mess. I, I don't really want to mess with any of them if yeah. I can help it. Yeah, it'll probably be like 28-20, I think, with, uh, before Bayless comes back. And then when Bayless comes back, it could be a mess because they really want a shooter out there uh, at the point. And, I mean, Sergio's been all right, but he's not as good of a shooter as Bayless is. All right, so, so I guess we're good. All right, so uh, one other thing that was interesting over the weekend was Kelly Oubre is suddenly red hot. He had a career game. And had a career game with Otto Porter in the lineup. We saw a airtight rotation uh, against the Bucks. They pretty much Scott Brooks pretty much just went six man rotation. Um, every, those six guys, the starters plus Ubre played, and Ubre played twenty nine. The starters played thirty three or more, uh, and then Thornton played eleven, and then no one else was really playing. So I like this man. They like Otto at the four. They're not going to use it in every matchup. I think it was a favorable matchup against the Bucks. Uh, so. I like Uber. I picked him up in a lot of leagues. He had a really, really strong summer league. He played well in the preseason. There was talk of him even pushing Otto Porter, which was BS. Um, I mean, Otto's been Otto's been amazing. So, um, what do you feel about Uber as a pickup? And does this concern you at all with either Markeith or Porter, or do you think they go keep it tight like they did on Saturday? I'm not really worried about Porter too much. Um, Markeith, I mean, I think I think they can take or leave Markeith, and if Ubre starts playing really well, I think it could eventually hurt Markeith. Um, but as far as Ubre goes, like if I'm looking for a small forward type player, and I'm looking at you know say a Jeff Green, somebody like that, I might be inclined to grab Ubre instead of like a Jeff Green if I'm in a deep league and need need somebody who's going to get minutes. Yeah, not even close for me. I, w- I would take Ubre in a heartbeat, man. Um, yeah, I thought he was probably the best pickup of the weekend if you're in a legit league, better than like the other guys that were hot. Mirza had a good game, but that was he was a DMP for the previous two. Uh, obviously, love check, but yeah, I'm, I'm I want to see what happens with Ubre, man. Um, a guy who's playing well. He was really bad in his first summer league, and he was not good last year up until about March. So yeah, he's he's it's clicking for him, man. I'm really impressed with what he's and he's um, fantasy friendly too. Shoots some threes. Uh, the the Wizards get a good amount of steals sometimes. So yeah, lots of like from him. Uh, and then yeah, for Porter, I'm I'm fine. Like if he gets a four or five minute downtick, I'm still cool with that. That means he's less likely to get hurt. So I still I still do. How, how do we feel about Otto Porter, uh, who's been just incredible? He's been like top twenty. So, I mean, do you view him as a top 20, top 40, top 60? I mean, I don't think you'd view him as a top 80 at this point. So where, where would you feel like he would take Porter right now? Uh, I'm, I'm still in the 60 range. Okay. I think I, I'm probably about like 45. I, I'm sold, man. This guy is, he's kind of like Kawhi when he first came out, where he wasn't lining it up scoring-wise. But he's just so solid everywhere. And, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sold on him, man. He, I, if you told me I like Otto Porter as a top 30 guy, I wouldn't even disagree with you, man. I'm, I'm totally sold on him. I'd be a lot higher on him, but his last three games have been really quiet. Yeah, that's true. Well, he's, he's not been, much there at all. 
Yeah, he's. I mean, he's not going to be. If you're in a deep league, I have him in the thirty man league, and he's pretty much the reason why I'm in first. Uh, he's been freaking killing. So yeah, I'd love to have him there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, like just, just. I mean, he's fifty three percent from the field, seventy nine percent from the line, two steals a game. That's huge. Just even those three categories alone, seven seven boards. You, you mentioned the quiet nights, but he still had two threes and two steals and a block on Saturday. Like. Even with even with only ten points, I'll take that all day. Love that guy. All right, so let's get move on here. Um, okay, so Ryan and I, who's usually on this pod, we do a weekly buy low and a sell high. And I'll go first with my sell high. This guy is as hot as it gets. It's Lou Williams. Uh, I think D'Angelo Russell coming back is going to really hinder him. We saw a nice usage spike when D'Angelo when D'Angelo was out compared even when he was in the lineup. So I see him taking a significant hit. You're not going to be able to sell him any higher than he is right now. Um, yeah, so I, I got Lou Williams as my sell high. What about you? I'm going to go with Brooke Lopez. He plays for a six-win Nets team. Um, he has a history of injuries. He's playing really well. He's shooting threes. Like him and him and Marcus Saul hitting all these threes is one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my 18 years of doing this. Um and both of them are pretty fun to own right now. But I think uh, Brooke Lopez has a lot of value right now. I think you can trade him, get a lot in return, and, and he's certainly going to be a shutdown candidate for such a bad team. Yeah, and you mentioned Marcus Gasol, who uh, just won Western Conference Player of the Week, deservingly so. Just incredible week. 4-0. I uh, had a triple-double. who's was like, what, 27 points a game. Oh, it was just awesome. Uh, so, yeah, by the same token, he is also a sell high. Um, yeah. So, well, and like I'm totally with that. Like we just with your Brook call, think about how long Jeremy Lin was out. I mean, they are real. Like if anything goes wrong with Brook, man, he's out for. I like seriously, if he pulls a muscle and he's he's okay, they'll still sit him. Like they they they've shown that they they lowered his minutes earlier. They're back up now. So yeah, that's a great call. All right, uh, so buy low. We're, I'll let you go first on that one. Oh, actually, one other quick one thing I just want to mention, which I didn't get any questions on. Um, what are your thoughts on Rudy Gobert as a as a sell high? This guy had a freaking killer week, um, and I think if the Jazz won all their games, he would have probably won um, Western Conference Player of the Week over Gasol. So, are we buying Rudy or what? Man, my little brother uh, when when we used to play a lot of fancy baseball back in the day, he was always a year early on guys like <laughs> Chanto Park. He had him the year before he blew up, and he, he did that over and over again. He always was going after these prospects, and he was always a year early, and I feel like that was Roto World on Rudy, Rudy Gobert last year, man. The guy's a beast this year. Uh, I love Gobert. Favors, like, is the old man walking around with a cane. I think Gobert's good to go. I, I love him. Yeah, I mean, he is. His December numbers, I mean, they're just, like, his last or his last four have been ridiculous. He's had double-digit rebounds for, what, I want to say 10 straight. He had a six-block game on Saturday. had a five-block game, a four-block game. He has 3.5 blocks in December. I mean, he's just... And he's making free throws. Actually, uh, Quinn Snyder had a good comment. He said at this point we're considering him to shoot our technical free throws. So, yeah, we saw him... Well, he said he made like 95% of his free throws in practice in, in the offseason. Yeah. Um, I mean, he his, his field goal percentage is ridiculous. Um, he went, he's gone 78.4% in December. Just lights out, man. He's leading the league in that category. I, I'm sold on him. Uh, okay, so go ahead with the sell, uh, a buy low. Uh, my buy low is the same buy low it's been all year. 
it it never never changes and it's ryan anderson oh, nice. uh, i mean i still don't understand how he is not hitting five or six three-pointers a game in that offense uh he had a couple good games back to back last week and then he kind of faded again but i mean that team's pretty good he's a big part of what they do and i still think he's eventually going to catch fire and just go on a month-long tear that can carry teams. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm with that. Uh, like you said, it's been Eric Gordon who's been re- – I mean, Eric Gordon, geez. Second in the league in threes, lighting it up. He's had nine straight games with at least three threes. Um, the only person to go double-digit streak in that is Stephen Curry since 2011, not surprisingly. Um, so, yeah, I like that call too. I'm going a different way. Uh, I'm taking a whole team. Uh, and it's the Wolves, man. Uh, they just can't get out of their own way. I mean, they're losing games just left and right. Towns hasn't really gone off. He's like barely a top 20 player. Um, like we haven't really, his block rate's down, his rebounding rate's down, his, uh, his assist rate's down. He's missing his mid-range about 10% worse than last year. It's like so many things on Towns just hasn't clicked. And from what he did in the preseason and then what we saw post-break, he's not living up to expectations. I mentioned him in a, a previous podcast too. But I still like him. Um, Zach Levine is probably the only one that's ex- the exception here because he's had a pretty solid season. And I know people are burying Ricky Rubio, justifiably so, but I, I still like him on my roster, man. Uh, as bad as he's been, I still think he's worth owning. Um, he's not going to do anything for points, but I could see him being a 1.7 steals, 6 assist guy. And as long as he's not shooting the ball, a lot to pull you down on field goals. Uh, I think he's pretty good. Uh, Andrew Wiggins has been... Just so, I mean, he scores, but man, he does nothing else, huh? Uh, just constantly with those zero steal, zero block games. He's had four straight games without a steal or a block. Giannis just had his first game of the season of that with that on Saturday. So yeah, uh, Gorgie Jang's cooled off a little bit. So he's, I'm not, I'm not the highest on Jang, but yeah, it's just there's a lot of wolves where uh, I could see them trending up soon. Yeah, I'm not with Gun Rubio, man. I'm, I'm yeah, gonna... I know, I know. Like I said, I'm, it's not a guy. Like if I traded for him, it'd be like, like someone I'm not gonna miss, like at all. Like if someone was like, I don't. I, although to be fair, I don't know if I would even trade Kelly Oubre for him. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah I, I'm not ready to give up hope, man. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong on that. I, I would still give him a little leash. Are you, would you cut Rubio for um, Rubio or Sergio Rodriguez? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Well, I don't have to worry about that because I, I didn't draft Rubio. Right, right. Neither, neither did I. Rubio, and if I did, I I mean, I, I my head tells me I can't trade Ricky Rubio for Sergio Rodriguez. Spanish narrative. But, trade, what's that? Trade a Spaniard for another Spaniard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I mean, I don't know that I could do that, but if I mean... If I was if I was done with with Ricky Rubio and I was going to cut him and picking up Sergio and then streaming that position, I could see doing. I could see me doing that. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I I'll still give him a, a little bit of leash. All right. Um. And then where are we at on Towns? By the way, like we had Towns pretty much as a slam dunk top five pick hasn't lived up to that billing. Do you think he can get to top five going forward? If we redrafted, like if we redrafted today, I think hands down I would take Giannis. Um, where are we at on like is he so Giannis has moved into that top tier so is is Towns in that top tier as well with like the Kawhi's the Curry's the KD's 
Um, the Westbrooks, who's Westbrook hasn't been great uh, as far as the numbers go from just that pure value because his turnovers is, is so high, along with that crazy volume on inefficiency. In, 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 in so, where do you see Cat in the first, second tier mix? I mean, I still think there's a long way to go, and he's he's only going to get better. Yeah. Um, he had that 47 and 17 game not that long ago. Uh, I kind of wish he would have been lower on Cat and higher on Gobert uh, in the draft guide. But um, like if I own if I own Cat, I'm hanging on and and riding it out because I mean it's gonna it's gonna come around. I think go to, to give us some credit. I think I bumped Gobert to 28 in the, the last update in the in the draft rankings. So that's what that's what's yeah, we were just so high on. Him. Yeah, we had him I think 13 two seasons ago, which is probably where he should be this year. Yeah. So yep. yeah, Gobert is he's and actually one thing I want to add before we get to questions. I had um, I posted a poll on Saturday night that was what big man would you want for the next five seasons for non fantasy, and the options I gave were Rudy, the process, and then Jokic and Miles Turner. I kind of threw in there, so I, I think that it's pretty clear for me that you either want Gobert or the process. So who like if you had a franchise, who would you want as your your anchor down low? Uh, I think I would go with Embiid. Yeah, that's what Embiid killed. I was surprised. He had like 67% of the vote. But it's close for me, man. Like, I would probably take the process too because I just love him and people come out to see him because he's just an incredible player to watch. So he definitely sells tickets for you. But it's close. It's close for me, man. Gobert is legit. That's what I was going to say about Embiid, man. Like, when I watch him play on TV and I see him go post up and, and spread out his wings. And get ready to catch the ball. Like, he just looks different than everybody else. Like, he's so freaking big. Yeah. And he can shoot threes. He's just, he's really fun to watch. Yeah. He's probably my most Vine player um, on, on my Twitter, man. I love, uh, like you said, I I will not miss an Embiid game, man. Like, if I'm busy or something, I'm going to be, I'm going to tape it uh, and watch <laughs> it later. Like, I've, I've seen every minute that guy's played, man. He's just, I uh, love that guy. You're a process nerd. Yes, man. I, I usually um, I always wear my process shirt probably once a week, man. It's probably my most worn shirt I have. <laughs> All right, so let's get to your questions here. We've got a lot of them. Um, starting off with an easy one, in my opinion. Uh, I'm a hoopster is asking for a nine cat league. Would you rather have Serge Ibaka or Nicholas Batum? Batum, hands R- down. Really? That's surprise. I, I Ibaka, hands down. Well, what's really? your yeah? What's your what's your case for Batum? Uh, well, I haven't. I, I've been driving for the last two days, but uh, I didn't really pull numbers. But Batum to me just gets it done across the board. Ibaka's kind of been like up and down in waves this season. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of bigs in Orlando. You know, when when Batum's healthy, I just feel like he's that. He's like that Kawhi Leonard, baby Kawhi type of player. Um, with steals, blocks, threes, rebounds, assists, points. Like I, I just like Batum's game. Yeah, I I was a big Batum guy. This is probably the first year I've ever been like I'm not on Batum, and I wasn't on him. Like I bumped him down to I think like fifty five, sixty, and he hasn't hit that value. He's still seventy third on the season per game. Uh, and Ibaka, man, he is trending up hard. And the big question for me on Ibaka was, all right, where the heck is his block rate? Because for four seasons in a row. We've seen his blocks per game drop, and I was like, "All right, if he does this again, I'm kind of, kind of, I'm kind of done with him." 
But he has. He's turned it around. He's up to 1.9 per game. Um, and after, like, it looked like it was down. So he's on the rise, too. Like, I like it, man. I mean, he's shooting the ball a lot better. He had a, He's had, what, four? Yeah, four four-block games this month already. So he has 2.7 in December. Uh, 1.33s this month. Six boards. That's not really why you own him. You own him for the blocks and the threes and the great lines. Um, just rock, rock solid. Like Kind of like a little bit like Otto Porter, where he's not lighting it up scoreboard-wise, but he's not hurting anywhere except for really assists. So, yeah, I like him a lot, man. Um, I would If we drafted today, I'd probably take Serge at like 30, uh, and then go uh, then Nicholas at probably like 60. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not Nick. He's just too jump shot dependent. And when his jump shot's not going down, you get some, at least you see what he did on Saturday. It was 412, missed all four threes. Like, he's only shooting 38%, 38.6% on the season. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I just looked at Basketball Monster, and you're right. Um, they're, they're, Ibaka's ranked a lot higher than, uh, than Batum is, uh, which kind of surprised me. I, I, maybe, you know, I don't own Nick Batum anywhere this year, so I haven't paid you know, detailed attention to his game. I just, and I know he's been hurt some. Um, I thought they'd be closer than they are. He, so yeah, I mean, the numbers say it's a bucket, but yeah, I don't know. I just have a, a vision of the tomb being a, a little Kawhi, and uh, apparently my my vision is not 20. Oh, he's huge. It's <laughs> not like Chris Paul. Um, yeah, but like you said, his assists are huge. So, like, I could see a scenario where I don't think I would, but I mean, if you really wanted the tomb. I could see how he'd be a top 30 kind of a player for you. Like, if you don't care about field goal percentage and you just need a little bit of everything else and you have a lot of scoring. Like, say he'd actually be really good paired with Russell Westbrook. Um, so, like, if you had those two guys, you'd be killer in assists and you'd still be really, really good in points. Um, but you're going to tank on uh, efficiency with field goal percentage. All right, so we'll move on. Uh, Stanley B is looking for a pickup. Uh, I'm on Nikola Mirotic, Kent Bazemore, who's dinged up right now. Joseph Nurkic, who had a really good weekend. And then Rondé Hollis-Jefferson's been really quiet. Um, so it looks like he's going to stick on the bench. That may change. We'll get to that in a second. So what are your thoughts on those guys' pickups? Uh, Nurk alert all day nice. for me. Nice. Ryan is the, the low man on, on the Nurk alerts. I'm in the middle. Jonas is at the top. You're, you're probably number two. Uh, so, what, are you sold on what happened with with the weekend? I mean, he had a, a, again. He was he was in trouble, man. I mean, he played probably his worst string of games. And what I think may have happened was Kenneth Free getting benched. Maybe that little fire under under Nurk. Um, again, he was seventeen and eight on Saturday, thirteen and seven. He was much better on pick and roll defense, which was really his undoing to why he kept getting benched. Uh, we saw on Wednesday against the Nets, he got uh, they gave up. He gave up a three to Brook. Uh, wide open, and you just saw Malone call a timeout. Yank, took out Nurk. That was a wrap. But he's been better, man. So um, yeah, I think in, for ceiling wise, I would take him. But it's closer than you think for me. Is it close or what? No. Um, I mean, out of those guys, Nurk Nurk's the one that I want. Now I own Nurk in a lot of places, so yeah. uh, I could see you going loving Miritich here. No, uh, I, I have Miritich as the low man on that on that list. All right. Yeah, I have, uh, I have Bazemore too, and then Rondé, who's been ice cold. Um, Bazemore's burned me so many times this year, man. He's <laughs> disaster. He can't put a string of games together. I yeah. mean, Nurk has been better in his last five, uh, better than any five game streak that that Bazemore's gone on this whole year. Yes. So. 
Bazemore's at 36% from the field, uh, 29% on threes. Just brutal, brutal from there. Um, and then Rondé really quickly. So Jeremy Lin's back. So that means they're probably going to push, I would think, they're going to push Kilpatrick back to the bench to have a, a little bit more ball handling out there with, with Lin back. But I'm not sure on that. But, um, yeah, what, I mean, what are we doing with Rondé? Rondé would probably move back into the starting lineup. He's been super quiet. His minutes are down. Um, not shooting the ball well. What do you? Yeah, I, I'm not a I'm not a Rondé guy. Um, no, I, I think I am. I mean, I like his steals, but I, I mean, I need guys who can score in my lineup, and he he does he just doesn't do it. Yeah, like I would I would probably cut him for Ubre, to be honest. What about you? Yeah. Yeah. I um, would. Let's get through these. We're way behind. Um, all right, we got from Heat's, Heat Finn's talk. Uh, he's asking, he has Malcolm Brogdon. This is for a points league. Um, who's been amazing, Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, and Caspi, they're on his radar. So he's looking to drop um, Marvin Williams, Kent Bazemore, Alfaruk Aminu. Um, so would you swap any of those two guys out? Again, points league. So Bazemore has a lot more value in that kind of a league. Um, I'm not feeling Marvin Williams, especially with Frank. Yeah, he's been he's having a bad year, man. After that breakout season last year. Yeah, and and I like even the breakout season, the entire year felt like one fluke after another. I mean, he just kept doing it. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I would, I think I'd I'd probably get Brogdon for for uh, Marvin. Yeah. Um, I like I like Aminu when he's healthy, and uh, you know Bazemore Bazemore is Bazemore. He so much potential there. Um, but Marvin, I just don't. I just am not feeling Marvin. So I can see me doing Brogdon for Marvin. So you you mean you take Brogdon over Marvin? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I would swap them both out. I would swap out. Um, I would I would go Bazemore. I wouldn't go for Caspi, but uh, I mean I would drop Aminu. I think of that group for a points league. Mean has been he hasn't been right all season, so I mean his ceiling is not that great. He's not going to shoot the ball that much with with the way their offense is put together. So I mean he has by far the lowest ceiling of those possible drop candidates. Maybe, maybe Marvin gets gets hot again. And like you said, we've seen Bazemore play well. Had a good season last year, but yeah, all three of these guys kind of had big seasons last year and they're really cooled off. All right, move on. Uh, question from Thomas here asking, what's up with Collison? Um, I guess my boy. Um, so do we see his assist going up? I mean, Rudy Gay holds the ball a lot. Obviously, DeMarcus Cousins, I think, is third in usage rate behind the process. And uh, Westbrook, of course. So what are we doing with, with Collison? Like, I guess where would you draft him? How do you feel about him? You know, I, he's off to a slow start, which is not surprising considering what he went through this summer and missed the beginning of the season with the suspension. I know that you were super high on yeah. him coming and I kind of jumped on that bandwagon <laughs> right with you. Uh, he has not lived up to the hype, but you know we're only what a quarter of the way in, and there's a long way to go. I, I, I'm still a Collison guy. I'm, I'm still good with him. Yeah, like you said, he's. I mean, he's not going to light it up for you, but I'm cool with him, man. I mean, the last ten games he's put up six round value, so you can't complain. He's like like this like the Auto Porter comparison that keeps coming up. 48% from the field, 88% from the line on 3.4 attempts. 4.4 assists is fine. Uh, 1.3 steals is really good. 2.1 turnovers, 1.1 threes. What's wrong with that? <laughs> I mean, I'll take that all day. So 
I'm not worried about Collison at all, man. Like I like I like to see his assist go up to six, but I'll take I'll take four point four. Um, for a guy that you didn't you drafted him at like seventy five eighty, and per game lately he's hit that. So yeah, I'm I'm cool with Collison, man. I'm uh, if I would call him a buy low, maybe his owner doesn't realize how good he's been because he doesn't doesn't really doesn't score a ton, and like you said, the assists are down. All right, I'll move on. Uh, Jay Shane's asking who's the better rest of the season play. Audrey Robertson, and here's Mr. Rondé Hollis Jefferson again. Um, Robertson's been good. Uh, he had a couple really big games. Uh, the Houston game, he had a really a nice rotisserie line. Even in DFS, uh, I was on him. He, he was he was popping for me. Uh, so, what are your thoughts on on that? Um, that's what that's what I was gonna say. Is uh, throwing Robertson in a DFS lineup as a punt has worked out really well yeah. most of the time. You've done it this year. Yeah, man. I um, mean, sun, like Sunday, he was really good. He's pretty much uh, he didn't on Sunday, but. He's hitting value like, and on some Monday he didn't either. But he's hitting value like seventy five percent of the time. Like, yeah, I, I like Robertson better than RHJ. Yeah, he's getting a little bit more, a little more scoring. The one point one block. This is what we wanted from Ronde. We wanted about a block, and we wanted about a steal and a half. And that's what Robertson's been doing lately. So, yeah, um, I think it's almost not even close. Like Robertson, like I said, pretty much uh, what Ronde should have been. So. Yeah, take take the guy who's doing what he's doing what he's more than he's supposed to. Uh, so we got Gil Bo asking a nine cat with no turnovers and double doubles. Uh, he wants to know what he can get for Russell Westbrook. Um, so I mean, no turnovers. Russell Westbrook probably a top player. Uh, him and Harden. So and then double doubles too, man. Like I I'd have to be knocked. I'd knock. You have to knock my socks off to like I I want more than the other person would be willing to give. Huh, that's what I'm trying to say. What, what do you think? Yeah, I would need like a new car. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, now, if you think if you think Westbrook's going to wear down and break, which at the rate he's going, I kind of feel like it's going to happen at some point. Yeah. I mean, if he, if he's a sell high in your mind, then I can see you doing it. But you've got to get the world back. I mean, you got to get like. You got to get like Kyrie Irving and LeBron James, and, and it, even then, I'm not sure it's enough. Do you know who leads the league in double doubles this year? Um, probably Russell Westbrook. You got it. Twenty double <laughs> twenty double doubles in twenty four games. Uh, Andre Drummond second in eighteen, and then Harden's third, uh, tied with Hassan Whiteside. Um, so, dude, we're living in a like Westbrook's just ridiculous. Like he's, I don't know if this stat's still true, but there was like an eleven game span. Where he had the most defensive rebounds in the NBA, like it was ridiculous. Uh, so move on. Gilbert J is asking Jay Green. Uh, I'm assuming that's Joe Michael or Jeremy Lin. I'm I'm on Team J Mike till I die. So I'm still taking J Mike. Um, what about? I'll, I'll just leave it at that. What about you? Yeah, same here. I've been holding Lin in a daily league forever, <sighs> and it, like by the time I was finally ready to cut in, there. were hints that he might be coming back so i didn't do it and you know even when he comes back is he gonna be good i mean i don't even know so i'm i'm all about j mike in that deal yeah j mike's balling man he's having a huge huge month uh career high 18 boards on thursday shooting the ball a little bit better he had a a really bad two game stretch or three game stretch uh last week that kind of pulled him down but 1.2 1.2 steals this month, and actually he had a five-steal game his la- the last day of November. So, yeah, J. Mike's J. Mike's money, man. Love that guy. 
Um, Iron Man's asking, which we kind of already answered, can Lou Williams keep it up? Um, like I said, with that buy or that sell high, I say no, and you agreed with me, right? Yeah, and, and by keeping it up, I mean I, I assume we're talking about forty points. <laughs> right. Fanduel, you know, like he's just been killing. Um, but then again, uh, what's his name? D'Angelo's been out. Uh, Clarkson's been a little iffy. So, do I like J- uh, Lou Williams? If I own him, am I holding him? Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a huge part of what they do. He's. He had that back-to-back last week with 40 on Saturday and 38 on Monday. And then he scored 24, 35, 24 his next three. I mean, they're going to keep letting him play. He's like the old man on the baby Lakers. I love Blue Will, but I just I don't think he can keep up the pace he put up over the last you know five or ten games. Yeah, he's gone to the line 9.5 times per game this month. Um, just he, has, he hits all of his free throws, too. Yeah, 90, 93%. Um, it's been ridiculous. So, okay, so in December he has 29 points per game, and then November he's had 17.5 points per game. So do you see him being closer to the 29 or to the 17? I, it's not even close for me. I think he's right in the middle. I mean, I think he's going to score like 22. Wow. 22. Yeah, I was going to say like 19-7. Yeah, but, with the, with D'Angelo back, it's hard, it's hard to say exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, he's going to get a pretty significant usage bump. We saw his minutes drop to 26 on Sunday. Um, and Nick Young's not going to help him either. Right. Like, he's definitely peak, man. Um, like I said, I, I don't think he's going to be a 20-point-per-game scorer. Um, and, yeah, his efficiency's gone way up, too, man. He's shooting the ball really well right now. So, yeah, definitely so high. Uh, Mario Juan Curry's asking, Horford or, Gian- Horford or Giannis, Ariza, and Lou Will? Um, I mean... Giannis, obviously, right? <laughs> well, wait, he's asking about Curry and Horford. Oh, Curry, okay. Yeah, that's it's right. Mario Juan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. That's my bad. Asking about Curry and Horford, yeah. Giannis, Ariza, and Lou Will. And, yeah, that's a great question, really. Is it? I mean, I, I love Giannis, but Curry, I think Curry and, Curry and Giannis is pretty close to a wash. And then I would take I would take Horford over Louisville and Ariza all day. So I, yeah, I would take I'm the just curse. saying it based on how we initially thought the question was. <laughs> yeah, that's my bad. At least once we figured it out, it, it it's at least in the ballpark. But yeah, I mean Curry and Horford for me too. Yeah, like Curry is not a throwing player <laughs> for sure. Uh, so Cody Clawson's asking, um, do, would you rather have Gorgie Jang and Greg Monroe or Demari Carroll and Chris Middleton? Um, I mean, Jang and Monroe, obviously, right? I mean, Middleton's not going to play this year. Damari has been invisible for the most part. He's been pretty good lately. He's he's not playing as many minutes, but he's trending up for sure. I think he's worth owning for in almost any league right now. Yeah, I agree with that. But so are Jang and, and right. Monroe. No, yeah, it's not even close. It's easily maybe easy this maybe this is a dynasty league he's talking about. Um, yeah. Even then. I mean, I love Middleton, but who knows what he's going to look like after a year off? Um, yeah, it's either way. It's Jang and Monroe for me right now. Yeah, um, in a dyno, I would swing it the other way. Like Middleton next year, who we had really high before he got hurt. Um, Middleton's legit. So yeah, I, if it's a di- if it's a dyno, um, and I'm not in like first or second, I'd probably take Demari Middleton. Um, yeah, I love Middleton, man. Yeah. I really- yeah, he was going second round in a lot of our mocks. 
Uh, so Swaggy's asking, 12-team head-to-head, 9-cat, looking for long-term value. Bismack Biombo, Alfred Payton, and Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson's my boy, um, so I'll take him. You got to pick two. Oh, whoops. I, I need to learn how to read. Um, uh, and then I would take Alfred. I'm not really high on either, though. Yeah, I think I'd go Bismack and Josh. Yep. I just I kind of like what Biz, Biz has been doing. Uh, well, if I owned Nick Vukovic, I wouldn't be happy about what Biz is doing. But yeah, uh, just Biz on his own is, has been pretty decent. Um, and he he went through a really bad shooting slump, but I think he's got that worked out. So it's close on Peyton and Biz, but uh, I'd go Biz. You'd go Peyton. I'm good with that. And then uh, we both like Josh. Even though Josh still hasn't really come through for us much, but there's a long way to go. Yeah. All right. So uh, a couple questions that got thrown in here that are pretty easy. We'll just throw out really fast. Um, someone's asking. Uh, Andrew Diaz asking with Lynn back. What are our thoughts on Sean Kilpatrick? Like I said, he'll take a hit. Um, so yeah, he. I got probably job for Ubre. Really? Yeah. I don't. Know, maybe. I mean, I, Kilpatrick I, hasn't been I, that good. He's been all right, but what his last his last ten has been seventh rounder. So I mean, like, that's not like gonna make or break you. I mean, he's gonna trend down. He'll probably be like a tenth rounder with with Lindback, if that. Yeah, I don't know. I like I like Kilpatrick. I'm hanging on to him until until uh, until it's shown to me on the court that he's no longer a key piece of what they do. I mean, he's he's one of their best players. Yeah, oh, I agree. I agree. But it's just not not that fantasy friendly, man. His steals aren't really there. I, th- I think Ubre's ceiling is way higher, so I'd, I'd rather have him. All right, man, long, long pod. Um, so, anything else going on? No, sir. All right, so we're out of here on what's up? Absolutely nothing. Nice. All right, so we're out of here on that. You guys enjoy your week. Set those lineups, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for coming on, Steve. All right, thanks, man. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.